Good day, friends. Welcome to the Daily Bread. Let me turn that music down a little bit. Let's try this again. My computer's having troubles, but if you can hear me, awesome. So good to see you guys today. Uh, I think we're turning the music down. Hey, happy Friday to you. Uh, God's peace, and uh, hope uh, hope you're looking. Oh. There we go. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Um, <laughs> today's a great day. It's Friday. It's sunny here in the snow globe in Buffalo. The snow is almost melted. You can find remnants of it. And I am the producer, <laughs> which is why it's so faulty, here at The Daily Bread. Uh, we're going to go and we're going to read today um, Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 27. Uh, it's a great passage about the end of the world. We might ask, when is the end of the world? How will it end? Well, we get some of those answers. Yesterday, we saw the disciples ask, and he didn't tell them when. He did tell them what to do, to be ready, uh, and to some signs that would show the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, open your word to us that we might see Jesus. Thank you for our friends, our families. We pray for all those who struggle in body and in soul. Uh, we pray for your justice to come upon our country. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So true justice we'll see is the coming of the Son of Man. So let's take a look here as we read it. Um, this is a continuation of what Jesus was saying yesterday, uh, where he mixes together two things. He mixes the end of the world in with the destruction of Jerusalem. They're different, but he blends them together uh, because they're both, we could say, uh, cataclysmic. They're, they're hard. Um, for they will be hard for many. So let's, let's read. It says, In those days, after that tribulation, and that tribulation is the, uh, the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, 70 AD, right? Jesus is a prophet. He told it would happen. He says, The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. You know, Jesus describes this in different ways, different places. He says other place, I believe it's Luke, that every eye shall see him. Revelation 1 also, which quotes from Zechariah, that they will look on him whom they have pierced and they will mourn for him. Uh, in some ways we will mourn because, um, because of our sin. But other places, uh, Luke tells us, Jesus tells us in Luke, to lift up your head, for your redemption is near. So this, this glorious coming of Jesus on the clouds, uh, the Son of Man, it is, it is something that we as Christians get to look forward to. The end of the world is coming, and it comes with all the goodness uh, of heaven. And yet there are those who are not going to be happy in heaven, and so they reject it. And so the coming of the Son of Man is not something they want um, so, uh, all right, going to move on here. We're going to read the lessons of the fig tree. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away. 
but my words will not pass away. A lot to think about here. Uh, in chapter 10 of Luke, which we missed, uh, I was sick when those days came, but Jesus cursed the fig tree and they came back and it was, it was all withered. And he did it as a type of those, uh, basically his, his people who rejected him. You can read that in Mark, uh, maybe it's 11, Mark chapter 11. You can check that out. Um, but here he's saying, from that fig tree, remember it? The one that, uh, the one from, I used an example of before. He says, as soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. So what is these things? Well, some of them are, as he just said, these signs in heaven, uh, the sun darkened, the moon not given its light, the stars, you know, there's going to be cosmic things happening right before the Son of Man comes. We don't know exactly what, uh, there's different prophecies in Joel and other places that talk about um, these things. The idea isn't that we figure it all out, the idea is that we are ready when the Son of Man comes. Um, so lift up our heads, be, um, be aware. Some of the tribulation though is the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, which for us we don't really understand it, but for a Jewish believer, what a shock. This, uh, this beautiful place that, um, that, that has been created for you to go and give thanks and praise to God and, and before Jesus, a place to have your sins atoned, it's destroyed. And so he says, when that happens, from then on, basically, we um, we have to be aware because it says, um, uh, what is it? Sorry here. Uh, well, they will see him coming in clouds of great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm missing it. Um, anyway, uh, it, that mo it could come at any time, I guess is the idea. And that's exactly what he, um, oh yeah, there we go. Verse 29. Um, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Um, and that's the same word at, you know, Mark 1.15, the first words of Jesus. Uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. Um, so his kingdom has been coming and it's, it could be today when, when the end of the world comes. So we, we just cannot predict. Um, so because it could be at any time, we have to be ready. And that's what he, how he ends this chapter 13, Jesus on the mount and giving his disciples warning. He says, says these things. He says, But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the time will come. Now I think Jesus is here talking in his uh, almost purposeful, limited wisdom as the Son of God on earth, uh, where he, it, Philippians 2 says he emptied himself. So in some ways, it's true. As a man, he does not know when he comes. I think once he has ascended to heaven uh, and, uh, and he sits on God's right hand, uh, he knows. He knows when he comes. Um, that's just my opinion. All right, verse uh, 34, he says, It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his own work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, uh, stay awake. Now notice here just a, just a couple of things. Uh, one is how many times he says, keep awake, stay awake, uh, be on your guard. He says it over and over. How many times? I don't know, five times here in this passage. And then he gives a story. 
you know, the, the master goes out, the boss goes out, and he expects you to do your work um, and to wait for him. Now, obviously, we got to sleep, but the idea is that um, it's part of that pray at all times, pray without ceasing. Uh, we should expect him. He could come at any time. And not only that, I think we do want to be aware of the great coming of Jesus at the end, but even even just those little comings that he he occurs in our life each day, these divine appointments, these surprises from God, these, as we read his word, these revelations of him, we should keep awake and, and notice what he is doing uh, there. Um, and lastly, I love how Mark includes this. He, It's almost like there's this action going on, and all of a sudden Jesus turns to the camera and, you know, talks to you, the viewer. He says, what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Just so you know, it's not for those original you know, disciples. It's for me. It's for you. Jesus says, stay awake. So staying awake is praying. Staying awake is um, repenting. Staying awake is believing. So uh, Lord, do your work in us today. Um, help us to stay awake and um, to, to roll with you. So anyway, y'all have a blessed day and talk to y'all soon. Have a great weekend. Bye.